in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to scour the world of contemporary Christian music and worship to bring to you some of the most amazing talented artists with stories and great music to share. And I'm very pleased to bring somebody who is totally new to me, really, uh, and probably new to many listeners. But wow, have I really enjoyed listening to her music. And it's my honor to introduce her to you in just a moment. But before we meet Evef Luna, let's hear this first track, In You. And that was In You by Yveth Luna. Can I check, how, how do you say your name? Yes, it's like Yvette with a T-H at the end. So Yveth. Yveth, Yveth Luna. It's, it's a beautiful name. So not, not one I'm familiar with in the UK, but maybe it's very common elsewhere. I don't know. But it would be really an honor to hear a bit about your life story, really. How, go back as far as you want to, um, tell us your background, how you came to meet Jesus and how music became such a central part to, to what you're doing. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, a little bit about myself is I grew up in music. I grew up in a small, um, I, here, let me start all over. <laughs> so I was always around music growing up as a kid. My dad was a part of a worship team. And I went to a small church and church was my life. We never missed a Sunday. We were there every Sunday. And um, our church was very small. It was about 50 to 60 people. On a good Sunday, we had 80. And um, my dad was a part of the worship team along with fam other family members on stage playing instruments or singing. And that was my everyday life. It was very normal for me and I loved to be a part of it. I was the girl in the congregation with the tambourine and I was just banging my tambourine worshiping the Lord. <laughs> and if I wasn't there on a Sunday, people would let me know, we missed you. We we missed our tambourine girl. <laughs> so I was a tambourine girl for a long time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And uh so yeah. Okay. So 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 upbringing in the church. What what type of church was it? Uh it was a Baptist church. So um, the name of the church was Mimosa Lane Baptist Church. Okay, and big, small. What was it? What was it like on a Sunday morning when you're there? Is it? And you said little, little girl. So you were there right from the start, I guess. Um, on a Sunday morning, when you looked around, what did you see? When I looked around, I saw probably at most like fifty people, but people really worshiping the Lord with everything they had. <laughs> So yeah, it was it was good Sunday mornings. It sounds it sounds it sounds like fun. So you had that church background. Lots of people when they have a church background also have times when it's not so straightforward, especially as people hit teenage years and things like that. For people who've been, it, it, there's often this big sort of moment and stuff like that. I, I, I'm interrupting your story. You were telling it really well. I should I should just be quiet, shouldn't I? What happened next? So I started off as the tambourine girl. And when I was about 16, one of my uncles asked me to come lead worship with him on a Sunday morning. And he started to mentor me and teach me harmonies and vocal technique. And so I began leading worship and singing harmonies with him at age 16. And I was super afraid, but it was something that I've always wanted to do. And I got to do that with him. Wow. Okay. That's quite exciting and amazing. Someone spotted that you had some, some gifting and, and spent the time. It's great. It's your uncle as well, extra bonus, but, but took some time to help you grow in it. Um, and was that still in the same Baptist church? Yes. I, I grew up in that church um, all the way to college. Then I went to college and I 
went left town. <laughs> so, so I'm, I, I apologize. I, I'm going to be rude and just ask a quick question. So I know some of the listeners will be interested. Uh, how old are you? I am 29. I just turned 29. That, in that case, I feel absolutely justified to ask your age. <laughs> She's very young. So, okay. So you're 29. So you, so you, 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 you worshipped in church and then you went to college at some point. Was, was college doing music stuff? Yeah. So I went to college. Uh, okay. So when I went to college, I wanted to be a worship leader. So I chose a Christian college. It was Oklahoma Baptist University. And um, my dad is amazing. And he kind of let me know, hey, I want you to major in something that might take care of you in the future. So I ended up majoring in business. And, um, but God made a way because doors would open for me to sing and to audition for things. And I ended up being on the worship team at my college. And this worship team represented my college. And so we got to tour different churches and I got to learn the depths of being a worship leader. I got to interact with people and hear their stories. And um, I grew a desire to start songwriting as well. So college was a pinnacle point for me because I got to discover this gift and this desire that God had put in my life. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful for it. Wow. Okay. So, and clearly that's the thing that's sort of become the bigger thing. The business side of things, is, is that still useful to you? Well, I'm, I'm really grateful that I majored in business because right out of college, I helped my parents start their own business. But then after that, I was like, okay, I don't want to do this for anyone else. I just want to write music. So it was helpful. And I feel like it's always good to have other, uh, other skills in your belt because life is, life is life and you need, need it all. <laughs> yep. You never, you never know. You never know what might happen as they say, but, but things are working out well for you on the music front for, for a start. You're, you're talking to us here in the UK and on our partner stations worldwide. Amazing. And we're going to be hearing more of your music, which is, which is wonderful. So, so we're grateful for that. Um, well, I think I should just check. What, what is your parents' business that you helped launch then? Yeah. So my parents have a heart for, um, elderly people. And, um, so they, uh, help with like healthcare and stuff like that with them. And um, basically they, they hire people and vet people to take care of elderly people when their family members can't. So it's just kind of like creep. Cool. Yeah. They have a heart for, for the. Is that, is that just local, local to your area or is that yeah, it's, nationwide it's, in the It's States? local to my area. Okay. In which case, I'm not going to give it a shout out because let's face it, probably most people here not local to you at all. But that's that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. So so yeah. you help them launch a business. That, that's that's cool. That's cool. Uh, you're worshiping. You're leading worship in the worship team. You're you're coming to the end of university. You've finished university. You've helped your parents, and then you've gone. Now what? So what happened? Yeah. So after graduating college, it's really difficult to navigate the leaving of the bubble of what college was, especially Christian college, and then you're entering the real world. And so I made a deal with my dad. And the deal was if I graduated college and handed him my degree, he would support me in music and support by giving me the green light, blessing me in it and trying to help me in ways. And so I got a job right out of college to support myself. And with the money that I made with that job, I started saving up because I wanted to produce my own music. And so I started writing and it took like two years. I was, I was still getting the hang of songwriting. And during that season, it was just a lot of self-discovery. I, I don't think a lot of people talk enough about the difficulty in the transition from college to the real world. Because you are discovering who you are. You're discovering what you are trying to do in life. And just navigating adulthood is very difficult. Especially with someone who is pursuing something like music which there's 
you don't get money. <laughs> you don't get support, financial support as fast as you would a regular job. And so <clears throat> I was working another job and I was singing at different churches and I was doing all these things, trying to figure out how do I support myself? How do I do what I love? And it, uh, it was about a few years where I finally threw in the towel because I didn't see, I didn't feel like I was getting the results that I wanted. And it, my dream seemed impossible to me. And um, so I threw in the towel and I just sought the Lord and I asked him, hey, I need you to take this desire away from me because it's killing me. And all I want to do is be fulfilled in what I do in life. And so I took a hiatus from leading worship and I just started going to church and I just started digging into God's word and falling in love with him and making him my first love. And as soon as I did that, the Lord started speaking and prophesying over my life. And I remember the Lord at one point saying, uh, dig in. And I was at this church and he wanted me to dig in, be all in and just keep going on Sundays, keep going on Monday morning prayers, keep learning, keep absorbing. And I felt like a sponge at that church. And I'm really grateful for that period because it became the foundation of who I am today. Prior to that, I had to surrender a lot of things and I felt broken. And so the Lord poured into me and I soaked it up. And then I felt like the Lord said, uh, get ready months later after that. And I didn't know what was happening, but I felt this urgency in my spirit. And at the time, I was still building my relationship with the Lord. So you're questioning, wait, is God speaking to me? Uh, what is what is this? Why do I feel this like anticipation? Why am I feeling this way? Am I crazy? And I just felt like the Lord said, get ready. And months later after that, one thing led to another. And I'll get more specific in the details, but one of my friends asked me to sing at one of her shows. And I sang an original song and someone at that show that I met and connected with connected me to these group, this band, these band members and it was consumed by fire and we started writing together and you know, consumed by fire. We, we love consumed by fire here. We, we had them on the show. Such great guys. Very, very funny and very talented, lovely music as well. So yeah, they're great. They're amazing. And so we connected and we started writing music together and they were like, Hey, come to Nashville. So I went to Nashville and I didn't know. And this season I'm like freaking out because it's like one of those dreams that you've always wished and hoped for. And then you're realizing, am I stepping in this right now? And you don't know what's on the other side. You just have to trust and go with it. And so I started, I went to Nashville started recording the music that we were writing together and they saw something in me and I'm so grateful that they did because they started to introduce my music to people that they knew they knew and that led to me singing in front of Jay DeMarcus and the whole Red Street staff and when I stepped into those doors I was afraid for my life because it was one of the dreams that I never thought would ever occur, but I was stepping into it. And so I started, I started singing the, the music that we were writing together and a song that I wrote. And two weeks later, the label uh, sent me an offer to, they sent me a recording contract. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, for the listeners at home, I should say that if it's smiling away at that moment, what an amazing story. Uh, and for that to come around when God was telling you to repair yourself. In fact, for some of our listeners, maybe who, maybe they don't go to church, maybe they don't know who we're really talking about. Was, can you just explain a little bit about when you talked about God was speaking things to you? How does God speak things to you? For me, I have found that the Lord speaks to me through his word. When I'm reading, I feel I will feel like something is highlighted, something is standing out or something hits my 
heart differently and it impacts me. So that's one way the Lord speaks to me. Another one is through worship music. And sometimes it's just being in his presence, going to church, being around your friends at church. And it's through the conversations. It's through the sermons. It's through the in-betweens. God is always speaking. We just have to stay quiet and listen to his voice. You know, there have been moments for me that have changed my life by God speaking through people around me just the, just the right moment, the right thing being said, especially when sometimes they didn't even know that I needed something, but I've been praying about it that day and just the right thing coming at just the right time where you go, okay, God's God's answering that prayer. So um, so it's great the way he opens and closes doors, sometimes protect us from ourselves, from going routes we shouldn't go and all sorts of things. But uh, clearly he's taking you on a path and gifting you to use your music to tell more people about his love, which is which is wonderful. But life isn't always straightforward either. There's going to be behind the scenes of all that. There's going to be a journey. There's going to be highs and lows and battles. The enemy wants to crush us at the end of the day. So, so yeah. we've, we've talked about the road that you've journeyed to get where you are. What about the bits where the enemy tries to pull you off the road? Are there moments of that that you, you can relate to? Oh, for sure. Um, a, a few years ago, I struggled with depression. And it was discouragement after discouragement after discouragement. I had always felt a call on my heart that I would sing for the Lord and that he would open doors and he would, and he had this purpose waiting for me. And right after college, when I didn't get that immediately, when I didn't, when I didn't see that everything was planned the way that I thought it would have been, that sent me spiraling to depression. And the first year after college, I was fighting for it. I was striving. I was thinking anywhere anyone would let me. I just had this picture of what I thought all of this would look like. But what I thought all it would look like was self-serving. It was not God glorifying. I, I, I was struggling. It was, it was something struggling in my spirit. So um, depression is something that is a touchy subject. It's really difficult to deal with. Um, but I struggled with it for months and I didn't even know that I was struggling with it because my family and I, we, that was just, that was never a word in our vocabulary. It was never a word in our conversations. And so I noticed that I just felt so unfulfilled. I felt so discouraged and Sometimes I'd feel numb and I realized that the only thing on my mind was waking up and living up the dream that I thought God had for me. And so when I realized that it was consuming me, when I realized I was done striving and done trying to be fulfilled by music, which it doesn't fulfill me, God fulfills me. And I think a lot of us can struggle with dreams like this and put this dream on a pedestal and it becomes the king of our heart and it will, that will crush you. And so when I realized that I was unfulfilled by music, I knew that I wasn't being fulfilled by God because I wasn't putting him as the king of my heart. And so um, I surrendered it all because it was hurting me. And one of the things that I've learned from that season is that sometimes God won't let you step into what he has in store for you because you're not ready for it yet. And it will hurt you and it will crush you. And I think God's patience is kindness. And that's what it was for me. Years ago, when I was 18, when I was 19, it was a, I was a freshman year in college. I went to a worship night. It was off campus and it was student led. I stepped in th- through the doors and it was, um, uh, we were, we were worshiping. It was me, my roommates, and it was a student led off campus worship night. And, uh, we were singing and it was every other Thursday. And this, this had, I had been going for months and I loved it. And I was growing in my relationship with the Lord. I was reading his word. I was journaling and I just felt so close to the Lord. And, um, 
time, I, I was as I was worshiping, I felt time stop and I felt the Lord speak to me. And this is this has only happened in this specific way once in my life. And it was like the Lord gave me a vision. And I it was so supernatural. Um, and the, the vision was a worship team. It was like me, it wasn't me singing, it was groups of people on a stage and it was this. And then I felt like the Lord said, this is what I've called you to. And I came back into reality and I had never been taught that God could do that with me. I I only saw stories in the Bible. I only saw the miraculous in the Bible and I broke down and I cried the whole night. I, I was shaken at God's miraculous presence. And I remember that that night I said, I will never deny God's existence. I will never deny God's existence. And and you'd think I would be, and I was I was so joyful about the message that he sent me, but I was more, even more joyful that he would even let me experience his glory. And so that changed my life forever. So Fast forward during college and after college, this is on my mind. God told me I would sing for him. So it became my ultimate goal. It became my ultimate dream and wish. And it became the king of my heart, which was not, not the thing. But anyways, I'll pause. I know you have something to say. No, you know, I was just thinking that is a beautiful encounter and not something that everyone experiences or can relate to and clearly you're right in the bible we see it plenty of times um that god encounters people in in a moment where they see a vision and it just sounds wonderful i've, I've not i've not had that like that but i've no doubt from talking to you that that, that was your experience and god did speak to you in that way and it's beautiful and interesting as well because because he gave you that that word you then were on a journey and it sounded like it was quite painful. You, you think that sometimes God would make things very easy and go, here's where you're going, all the doors, la, la, la. But actually, he, he's really interested in growing our characters. And you said it, that actually, you, if you stepped into too soon, it wouldn't be good for you. It had been, been painful. I mean, I guess probably a lot of your identity would have come from being successful in your music. And you said it had been self-servicing rather than serving him. But it sounds like God's timing, as always, is perfect and that things since 2019 have really launched you in a wonderful wonderful way what advice would you have for other people then that are thinking that god's called them to something and it's just not happening i would say have patience with the lord and in the waiting season draw near to him because he will give you that fulfillment that you're seeking that you that you might think that that the gift will give you it won't god will give you the fulfillment the gift will be an added bonus i think i think that's that's really great that's really helpful can i just rewind just a little bit with regards to the depression side of things the the depression to to step out of depression is something that many people they, for a long time they want to get out of it and they don't they don't even have a mechanism or understanding how and they they're stuck in it what what was it that enabled you to get to the point of going i feel i am depressed did you tell other people about it how did you change that around i know it's not i know it's, for many people it's a very long process to to walk out of depression uh, uh, and is it something that was quick smooth did god step in and it was overnight dealt with or was it something where you got some help well first i will say sorry to anyone who is dealing with that i do not wish that upon anyone and I recognize it's really hard to deal with it every morning and every night. And it's hard to get out of bed sometimes. But there is power in telling people that you're struggling. And not just anyone. I would definitely tell a best friend, a close friend, a family member, you need to tell someone. The Lord says, confess your sin so that you will be healed. And I think it's the same with burdens and struggles. Confess it so that someone can pray for you, so that people are aware and people can surround you. I told my best friend 
She lived in Oklahoma. I had moved back to Dallas and um, she drove down four hours just to come spend the weekend with me and just to console me and take me to church. I told my parents and they were aware of it too. So they were proactive in praying for me, proactive in checking in on me. Um, I did not get uh, counseling or therapy, but I do think those things are good. If I were, if I were to go back, I would have, but I think also friends can also help. But I, I mean, I think that's a great option as well. I do believe in that. And um, another thing that I did was, and I didn't always have the motivation, but the days that I read God's word, the days that I just turned on the worship music, it changed the atmosphere. And I would say that there's power in worship and give it a try. Just worship, just sing it out, just sing, oh, fight. I had to fight for my life because there were mornings where I didn't want to exist. So I would say fight, get someone to help you fight for your life. And and I, I think that it is, it can be a chemical imbalance, but it can also be spiritual warfare. So I would use it all. I would worship. I would read, try to read my Bible. I would read my Bible. And I know it's hard to even be motivated to do anything when you're depressed, but fight, fight for it, fight for your life. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being honest. And thank you for just sharing a bit of what you did in it. Uh, a friend of mine who was suffering from very bad depression, he showed me a cartoon that showed him a bit of how it felt for him, which was a picture of, for him, there was like all this just dark cloud all around him. Everything looked absolutely awful. And then there was someone else next next to him saying, don't worry, it's a sunny day sort of thing. And, and my friend said, it was so hard when people would try and tell him, it's a nice day, be happy, because other people couldn't see how how for him everything seems so dark and, and difficult and it's been a long journey for him as well but what i would like to ask you about is you mentioned worship there which is something that you number of the times you keep coming back to worship so central um to your life and keeping jesus in the middle of it all for people who might be struggling is is there maybe an album or a song that you would like to recommend i would recommend an artist just because it's just worship and you feel like you can play it all day so I would recommend Upper Room Worship. They have so much music and it's five minutes long and it's 10 minutes long and it's really just about worshiping unto, unto the Lord. And I really believe it changes the atmosphere and it changed the atmosphere for me. Yeah, Upper Room, what a recommendation, absolutely. Thank you very much for that. So if you're at home and you're thinking, yep, yeah, you know what, I, I'd like to try that. Go and search out Upper Room and give it a little bit of time. Find yourself a bit of space uh, and let God bless you in it all. So we've got another track to, to play from you. Uh, the track is called Just Like Jesus. Can you tell us why did you write that? What's it all about? Who's it for? So Just Like Jesus was written out of the heart posture and recognizing all that God has done for me in my life. And as someone who is a survivor of depression, as someone who is a survivor of all the trial, trials of life, and I think we, we all go through trials, um, I remember looking back and thinking, that was just like God. I can tell you countless times where I look back and think, that's just like God. That is just like God. It's not, and I think that um, when miracles, little miracles happen like that when God just meets us exactly when we need him when God meets us in the depths of despair when things just align perfectly we have to give God the glory and and I look back and the promise of who God has been in my life and how he has just consistently showed up for me time and time again in my hardest seasons and a lot of just like Jesus is about when he met me in my depression. The first verse is who says, I'm with you there in the dark. It won't always be this hard. I'm holding your broken heart. Who says, I'm not scared of your fears. All your doubts bring them here. I'm wiping all of your tears. It's about how God 
have met me consistently in my lowest moments. And so when I look back on my life, I just say, it's just like God. And so that's why we wrote Just Like Jesus. It's just like Jesus to give me strength when I need it. Hope when I cannot see it. When I'm falling to pieces. It's just like Jesus to pull me back on my feet. I was held past the deep end. You wanted me when nobody wanted me. Now I just want to be just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. And that was Just Like Jesus. By Ivef Luna, if Ivef is still with us for the show, thank you so much. You've shared stuff from your heart, a bit of your journey, and also a bit of the way that God steps into our journey. Uh, and that song absolutely speaks about what Jesus is like and just how kind, faithful, always there, as such a provider and, and such a rock in our lives. It would be lovely right now if you're happy to pray for listeners. I would love to. Dear God, I thank you because you see us and you know us and you know everything about us and even our thoughts, our worries, our anxieties, our concerns. God, I thank you because you care about every single one of them. And I thank you that you love us. And so, Lord, I just pray that for every person listening right now, every person struggling, every person questioning and doubting, every person going through just life's tough battles. Lord, I just pray that you would meet them right now. God, I pray that your presence would just wrap them like a hug. I pray that you would just bring hope in their life, Lord. Remind them that you are the God of hope. You are a faithful father and you are who you say you are, Lord, and that you care even about the smallest of things to the biggest of things and that you don't look you don't overlook anyone, Lord. And so I thank you that your love is just who you are, Lord. And so I just, I speak hope and I speak blessings over every single person listening right now. I speak joy. I speak peace. And Lord, um, I just speak your presence into their lives right now that you would remind them that you are with them. You've never left them and that you have good things for them. In Jesus' name, I pray all these things. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Yvef, thanks for everything you shared. Thanks for your prayer. It's great just hearing how much you love Jesus and how much difference he's made to your life. Can you maybe tell us a bit about what your plans are for the next uh, 12 months even? What, in fact, what's been happening with your music? So we've played, we've played two of your tracks, Just Like Jesus, Just Then. That's, that's from your EP, which is called Just Like Jesus, isn't it? When, when did that come out? My EP came out a few months ago, and we have six tracks on it. And yeah, a lot of these songs have been on my heart and in writing and in production for about two years, two to three years. And um, I'm just really excited to get these out into the world and to get the message that God, had put, God has put on my heart um, and to encourage people. Yeah, and for anyone listening to this, maybe later on in life on the podcast, I think we're recording this at the end of summer 2023. So check out the other tracks, which maybe have come out since we've done this uh, this episode. But well, you do them in English, but what other languages do you sing in? I also sing in Spanish. I actually grew up singing bilingual Spanish and English. That's pretty cool, because I noticed when, um, when, I, when I looked at you on Spotify, it said other people you might like and it said Evan Craft and I thought oh Evan Craft is pretty cool so um so uh, who is English and sings in Spanish so there we go I, yeah I, I don't I don't actually know much Spanish myself although my sister lives in Spain so um oh and, and as you talked about never missing a week of church earlier on I just want to confess that probably for the first time in my whole life <laughs> I missed church to watch TV this last weekend <laughs> because it was a World Cup final <laughs> But England versus Spain. Uh, did you hear foot is soccer? And we, I call it football. You call it soccer. World Cup final. I love. You love it. Oh, but did you see it? I did not see it. Would Would you have supported England? I. You know what? After the, After this conversation, yes. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, woohoo! <laughs> so, but suddenly we lost. Spain won. Actually, they, they did play slightly better. They probably deserved it, really. So, and both teams were great. Still a little bit sad because it would have been quite exciting. But there we are. So if they'd won, it would have felt like it justified me missing church for that one meeting. But because they lost, I feel a bit like, oh, no, I should have probably gone to church. <laughs> anyway, um, so 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 singing in Spanish, you're bi totally bilingual. Whereabouts in the States say you are at the moment? Yeah, so I live in Dallas. And yeah, I grew up singing Spanish and English at my small. It was a small Spanish church. People spoke English, but. Spanish was the preferred language. Okay, that's cool. So what do you think God's got for you for the next, start with 12 months? I can really see the Lord putting more songs on my heart. <clears throat> I was even writing last night. I got swept away and I <laughs> looked at the time. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's late. But the Lord is just continuing to put songs in my heart. And I'm excited for more songs to come out. I'm excited for the Lord to continue to make a way for his message to be heard. And honestly, wherever the Lord wants me in the next 12 months, I am happy because as long as I'm in his will, I'm fulfilled. So that's exciting. The, the you mentioned that you're on Jade Marx's record label, Red Street Records. Now, any record label will almost certainly have to have some sort of timeline of ideas they're doing. Is there anything you can share? Anything that you know they've got planned? Well, um, you can hear it first here. We are working on finishing the EP and making an, it an album. Yay! Has it got a name? <laughs> no, but I have some, I've got a few ideas. So not yet. It doesn't have a name yet. Do you, want, do you want to tell me what the ideas are, Ollie? Secret. I have them somewhere down in a journal, so I don't even remember right now. <laughs> They're secret. That's okay. I respect that. That's that's no problem at all. Okay, so we've heard it. We've heard it here first that there's an album afoot. So that's exciting. Are we talking early 2024 or earlier than that? Or I don't even have a timeline yet. So Jay Jay's got a timeline somewhere, I'm sure. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, uh, let's 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 talk about personal life for a moment. What I'd like to know is two things. One, what's the thing that God wants to grow you in most? And two, I happen to know that you got married five months and two days ago. What's the thing that's been most surprising and challenging for you since getting married? Ooh, okay. Great questions. In this season, I really feel like the Lord is asking me to be patient and listening to his voice. And even yesterday and last night, I just feel like the Lord is just dropping these ideas in my heart and in my head. And so just continuing to tune my ear to his voice, continuing to stay close and to stay focused and not to get distracted, but to stay focused on him. And um, so, yeah, that's what I feel like the Lord is teaching me right now. Um, marriage is amazing. I am so grateful for it. Um, what was the question about that? <laughs> the question, well, you know, actually, I'm, I'm going to retract my question, at least for a moment. I'd like to ask a different question. Can, can you tell us a little bit about the story? How, how did you meet your husband? <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, so I met my husband at church. I'm your spouse in the house. <laughs> That's what I've heard some pastors say. But um, it's so wild. <laughs> I met him at church. I was leading worship, and he was volunteering on cameras. And so we get in this group before we get to rehearsal, and everyone says their name and, and all of that. And I was running a little bit late. And so I, I step in and, you know, obviously everyone kind of turns around. And I'm just kind of trying to hide. So I'm sorry for being late. And um, we kind of, I don't know. I don't know if I really noticed him, but he says that that's when he first noticed me. And um, so then we get to rehearsal and I'm singing and he's on the cameras and he starts kind of getting in my space with the cameras and I'm like, who is this guy? And he's six foot five. <laughs> he's six foot five. So you, you will not miss him. I'm a pretty tall girl too. I'm five, eight. And so, but like, I just feel like he's really tall. And so you can't miss him. 
And a lot of the uh, video guys were a lot older men. And my husband was younger. And so I was like, oh, wait, wait, who is this guy? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so then um, I kept seeing him every Sunday after that. And uh, yeah, we started talking backstage in the green room and we became friends and we kept serving together for youth events. And right, so hold it, hold it, hold it. So this church, I've just, I've just realized. So, so two things you've mentioned, uh, multiple cameramen and a green room. So you're not at the church that's got 50 people in it anymore, are no, you? No, no, yes. I feel like, see, I'm sorry. I feel <laughs> like- Because that would be unusual. I've missed out on, um, okay, so- Right after college, I got a job leading worship at a church in the Dallas area, and it was my first time stepping out of my home church. And I was really excited about that, and um, it was stepping into a dream of mine. I, I feel like we, we have tons of dreams. It was one of my many dreams. And so um, I spent about four years there, and by the fourth year, that's when I met him, he had been, he grew up at this church and he was traveling a ton for work and he moved to a different city and then he finally came back. And so that's when we met and I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> and yeah, we became friends at the end. <laughs> became friends at the end. I'm sure there's quite a bit of story between how, how long were you dating before you got married? We dated for like, Closer, not exactly two years, but a few, hold on. Actually, this is a great question. He's better with all the numbers. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we dated for a year and a half when we got engaged. And then we got married in four months. Okay. Yeah, that's that's, that's quite fast. I quite like that. I, I will just, I, I think I can beat you. <laughs> I started dating my wife in April got engaged in September, got married in December. Oh my goodness, you beat me! Yes, yes, you you were slow. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but it, how did you how did you know that God was in it and He was the one? You're not going to believe this story, but <laughs> I'm 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 excited for it. it. When I tell these stories, I'm almost amazed because looking back, it, it's in hindsight when we see God's hand and everything. But I was in my room and I was, I was cleaning my bedroom. I was still living with my parents at the time. And um, I like to listen to worship music when I clean or sermons or interviews. And so I was listening to an interview of a worship leader that I had found online. And I thought she was so powerful. And I just, just thought she was so anointed and definitely walking in her calling. And so I was like, oh, I want to hear more about this girl. And so I looked her up on YouTube and I was listening to an interview and she mentioned about how she found her husband at church. And she was saying, I found my gifting at church. I found my family at church. I found my, she was kind of going on this list. And then the, one of the final things she said is she found her husband at church. And I was just amazed at her story and I was really touched by it. And then like moments later, I just felt like the Lord, it, it wasn't, it was like the same feeling in my spirit. I felt the Lord say, that's going to happen with you too. And I, I was like, Lord, I haven't had one of these in a while. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh my goodness. And I just felt this when the Holy spirit speaks to me, it's urgent. And it's also, um, it's so it's there's no doubt in it because often you know we I, I feel like I question everything I really do. Do I really want tacos for lunch or burger? <laughs> like the the smallest things, right? I, I question things, but when the Holy Spirit speaks, I never doubt it. And so when. I experienced that in my spirit. I felt like the Lord said, that's going to happen for you too. I just felt this urgency and um, I stopped cleaning and I got out my journal and I felt like I needed to tell the Lord, okay, this is what I want in a husband. And so I started listing out the things and I still have this journal till to today. It's, it's, it's tucked away and um, I started writing 
everything I wanted in a husband. And I said, patient, kind, compassionate, loves people, loves your church. And I just started listening. And then <laughs> I was like, Lord, please let him be at least 6'3", at least, ideally. And, and I, <laughs> I have a tall family and and I'm a tall girl and I like to wear heels. And so I, I just like to feel, I wanted to feel just smaller. I just, it's the way I envisioned. And, and so I, I, that was, that was my one shallow thing. I was like, okay, Lord, like if I can ask for one thing, obviously I want him to be attractive. I want to, to be attracted to him. I want him to be handsome, but Lord, please let him be at least like minimum six, three. My brothers are six, three. And I think I even put like maybe even taller than my brothers. That would be amazing. <laughs> I put that in my journal. You, you, you had a very precise shopping list of things that you took to Jesus that you were hoping for there. So, but, but it yes. sounds like God already knew the plan, didn't he? Yes. And so, and after I finished writing all of that down, I felt like I needed to go tell my parents and, and I don't, it, this, all of this is not common. It's kind of, it's, it's very unusual. So I, I, I sprinted downstairs and I was like, mom, dad, I just feel like the Lord just said, my husband is coming soon and he's going to be from the, he's, I'm going to meet him at church. And can we, can we just pray for him right now? And they're like, of course, of course. And they were just like, yeah, okay, sure. And so um, I started praying and I just started prophesying. I was like, Lord, protect them. And, and I have always prayed for my husband for protection and all of these things. And so, but in this moment, it just felt like, like I was about to meet him. And that was, I think it was like January. And I met him in February of 2020. Two or twenty-one. <laughs> I'm getting all my years. Twenty twenty-one, maybe. Yeah, that's okay. We're going to go with twenty twenty-one. I think so. Um, so okay. So that's two and a half years ago. But it was literally just a few weeks between you having that urgency with God to, and you went and wrote the stuff down. You prayed, and then within a few weeks, he turned up and you saw him at church. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm pretty convinced that God was was telling you to get ready. And I love the fact you told your parents. Yeah. I think some parents might go right wishful thinking but but i love the fact that your parents prayed with you and you saw it happen that's just great that's just great that's just like jesus isn't it that's that's why i wrote the song it's literally my whole life is just little moments like that it's just how can you not write a song about it it's wonderful <laughs> absolutely wonderful ah oh, could you tell me like you've mentioned the bible number of times uh, the word as you've mentioned it as so the word of god for anyone listening who goes why do you say what's the word mean the word we're simply talking about the bible is there uh, for you a favorite story in the bible that you just have always loved yes i love the story of esther her whole story is god moments left and right the way that she was just another girl in everyday life and then she's like drafted and just is i think the her story and the way that god favors her and blesses her is the way i think god wants to do for all of us and um i feel like her story is filled with just like jesus moments so it, it's always been my favorite and honestly she's getting beauty treatments for like two years like what woman doesn't want that <laughs> That, but I, I can, I could, I probably could do with that. I think maybe I'm not sure. So, but, but yes, I, they, on the flip side, she did have to risk her life at one point. So you know, there's a trade-off in those beauty treatments. But um, right, and I, but it came good. It's, it's a great story. Yeah, and I feel like um, it's what God wants to do with all of us. He used her influence to bless his people. He used her influence to bless others. And it doesn't matter the amount of influence we have. We can always be listening to the Lord. And um, if we allow the Lord to move in us, he wants to use us for his good. That's our purpose for his good and for the good of others. Right. And so I think her story is an accumulation of that and how she saved the Jews. And, um, yeah, I just I just love her story. It's God's favor and um, the Lord working in her and through her. We've got one more track to hear from you. The track's called Believe. Tell us all about it. Yes, Believe is the song that is for the people that are still waiting for the promise 
the people that um, haven't had their prayer answered. And it's the waiting game song. And so um, I believe in 2020 when the world shut down, people were questioning, people were doubting, we were filled with fear. And I had just overcome depression. So I'm like, like, I feel like I'm so strengthened in the Lord and um, I'm walking in this promise that God had given me years ago. And, and now I'm living out this dream and I'm stepping into my promised land. And I felt like, man, people probably are afraid. We don't know how long this is going to last. And I wanted to write a song for the waiting season because it's one of the hardest seasons we can go through, whatever it is you're waiting for or whatever it is you're believing and hoping for. And so I wanted to, I remember coming into the writer's room and I asked and I, and I told the writers, Hey, like I have this message on my heart and it's something like, I, I still believe even though this, I still believe even though this, I believe because of this. And, and I was, kind of telling them my story and also correlating to the worldwide pandemic. And um, this song was birthed out of that. And so that's what Believe is about, the waiting season and how we can fight to believe because God is who He says He is. Believe by Yvef Luna and thanks so much to Yvef for spending time with us today sharing a bit of her journey at the highs and the lows and some of her beautiful music. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I look forward to joining you in the next episode of The Artist Interview. You know there are many other episodes you can enjoy, you enjoy as well. Just pop onto your favourite podcast platform and search up The Artist Interview. It's the one with the red logo. God bless you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.